Hemshechayim Beis, Volume 1, Chapter Tzadik Gimel 93. The bottom of page 178, We are in the middle of the beginning and in the middle of the discussion, the second interpretation of Sfira, which is from the word story, narrative, Sipur. Telling a story. Sfiras tell us a story. The first interpretation was the Sfiras reveal a number. As we learned then, a number, like he says in Shayyichad Vamuna, the end, that a number just reveals the outer extremity, like the Mispur, he says, let's say a gematria of a word, let's say a word, Shulchan, Evan, Yisrael. So the word means something. Yisrael is a meaning. It means what the Malach said when he named Yaakov. So it's a lot of powerful meaning. Yisrael means Lireish. There's a lot of meanings in the word. But then there's a Gematria. And that also includes power. So the Alta Rebbe in Shaykh Vamunu says, What's a Gematria? He says, That's the Mkhina Achrein. In other words, the word has a lot of levels, a lot of transmissions, many, a lot of energy. A number is like he said, we learned, remember the numbers, what? That you just report the number to somebody else that you didn't do the counting. So they tell you the number. That's like a gematria. It's a misprach. That's like quantity. You just, you know the quantity of it, but you don't appreciate the real quality of it. And the purpose, Naved, is to appreciate the quality. I'm mentioning it also because I, I was just looking. There's a sikha from the Rebbe, Erev Shavuos, Tavshin Memzayin. Where he says that even though a number is just the last misper, but because the kavona, the purpose is to bring it down below. So down, when you bring it down to a physical number, even though it's an external, it carries within it a lot of power. And that's why counting can be permeated that you count something every hour. The counting, which essentially is the essence of what it says in Ayin Beis. That you in the... In the in number, as it is quantity, you want to appreciate the quality of it. So you begins with a number, but from the number, the gematria, you begin to learn deeper things until you can appreciate the quality. That's number. But story is deeper. When, when you say the sphere reveals a story, it's not just revealing the number; it's revealing a story. A story is a message. It's more than just a number, as we shall be learning. So that's what we're in the middle of now. So. In chapter 891 began this discussion. This will go for 14 chapters. Before he goes to the third interpretation. And all this is in context to understand what spheres are in general, the interface that spheres are. And specifically, the point of departure was what spheres are in transcendence, in Nigulim. But right now we're at spheres, we're not in Nigulim, we're talking now spheres in imminent energy, internalized energy. So the foundation of this whole discussion is the Rabbeinu Shemtev, cited by the Pardis in the beginning of chapter 91, that sphere is a story, like the Shemaim, like heavens tell a story, the spheres tell a story, and they're telling us through their defined context, because the story is a defined context, tell us something that we should sense what is concealed in the mind of the Chachim who has the story. So the storyteller has obviously something concealed. The story tells us that the spheres, that's what the Pardis says, is spheres, that the spheres relate and 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 define Magbilis the built in Mugbul. Basically the undefined 
and unlimited power of the story is being expressed and revealed to us through the spheres. That's why they're called the story. Telling us the story. Sometimes it says that there's the three things, Sefer, Sipur, uh, Sefer, 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 and Sipur. We all said in our Bar Mitzvah Maimir, when we had no clue what we were saying, and we still maybe have no clue, but, uh, yeah. So Sefer, Sefer, and Sipur is, Sefer, Sipur, and Sefer, is, is Sefer is the one who writes, the Sefer is what he writes, and the Sipur is the narrative itself. So we, here, it's all included in the word Sipur. But the story, obviously, is telling a story that's coming from a storyteller who put it into a Sefer. So, to explain what this means, he, sa- he begins a discussion of Kalim and Eris and Kalim. Kalim tell the story of the Eris. What does this mean? Because Eir on its own expires. Eir on its own is its nature is Aliyah and Histalkus. It's to go inward. It's to go upward. It's not to express itself. And it's the kalim that draw out the energy. So think of it this way. If we didn't have words, and we had nothing that compelled us to communicate, where would be your thoughts, your energies? They'd be inward. And by nature, air continues to go deeper, wants to go higher, not be drawn down. But healthy kalim, when they're properly balanced, they draw out the faculties, like in the human being. Good words... A good student will draw out the energy. Whereas in Toyu, for example, there the kalim are too diminished, too weak, fragile, so they don't draw out this energy. On the contrary, the energy expires and the kalim shatter. In, in Tikkun, because of the bitl of Tikkun, because Tikkun has bitl, that's why it is able to draw out these, contain, these, uh, these energies. And as the, as the containers multiply, with the bitl that they have, they also draw out more and more energy. Okay, and this is this was the the chapter we learned the previous chapter, chapter ninety two. He said this is the meaning when we say agdolas hazoth through mitzvahs. We say vasisam esam when you will do these mitzvahs. So the Maimah Chazal is what does the Gemara Chazal say? Mailan yalech kilasuni. It's as it's considered as if we created what created something divine, the divine the divine. Um, the Adam Elyon that created this the supernal man. What does this mean? Because it says that the 248 mitzvahs correspond to 248 limbs. So he explains, this means obviously we're not talking about God, the source of God, we're talking about the manifestation of God in structure. Through mitzvahs, we create the containers which draw down this energy and that's why Kilo Asuni we have to recreate it because without it, the energy would expire. So mitzvahs draw that down. They actually compel it to come downward. And Naveda, this is the work, Layam Oretz Chasid. Has Layam Oretz Chasid. What does that mean? No kidding. When you don't have Teir and mitzvahs, you can't have the real awakening of Ava. There's no chassidus, there's no chassid. The union of chassid and ava, love, whether it's super rational love or rational love, cannot happen. So you need containers to draw down the energy. That's chapter 92, and now we move to 93. And all this is the context of the containers, all to make a case how containers reveal the energy, which is really the story is being revealed.
So if someone asks you the example, you know, when you express yourself, you, t- you, you speak, you tell your story. Someone says, is it the words the story, or is the story a, uh, the, the message? Of course it's the message. The words are just instruments. But it's like trying to build a house without the tools. You can have the dream, you can have the idea, you don't have a hammer and a nail and other objects, you're not going to get it done. So in our world, we sometimes worship the tools. But it's a message that's being conveyed through tools. But the kalim are the ones that draw out and tell the story. They reveal the story that's concealed within. So now we move to chapter 93. Vatama davar, bottom of 178. And the reason for this, for what? Masha kalim, the reason that containers are the ones that generate or draw down or transmit the draw the energy which goes against the nature of the energy as we said light and energy its nature is to rise talks about the flame Aish, if it was not for the for the wick and the container the flame would not be contained so how does it, how does it have a power to do this how does something have the power to change the nature of energy? If something by nature is to go upward, how does you have the power to bring it down? It means you have to have a power that's more powerful than the natural force that's drawing the energy away. So that's the question right now. Not putting it as a question, he's saying, but you need an explanation. What gives it the power? How do Kalim have such a power? And we know Kalim are not as powerful as Eir. This is going to be the, the discussion now. How Kalim have the power to reveal or to draw down and bring down the the eris. Well, even though you could say, well, didn't we learn that the Kalim, when they have bittel, they have that power? Because it's the bittel that does it. Well, we'll discuss that. Because actually, in the previous chapter, that was the bittel. Actually, was not that it draws down the energy. That's why it has two things. Yes, it is that. I'm sorry. The bittel of the kalim is what allows them to uh, work with each other and allows them to multiply and have abundance in a healthy way. But another thing he said about bittel, if you recall, that the, that the response to the bittel of the kalim to it, since the kalim is receptive to the energy and the light, that's why it responds. But, obviously, this will be discussed in more detail. So the tamadavar the reason for this is that the kalim, the containers, can draw down the energy opposite of their nature, is because the root of the containers is higher than the energy itself. And what's their root? The root of container, the containers is from the transcendent energy. So just like the energy, the light, as we learned, cheshik, desires, has a deep um, yearning, cheshik, a deep desire to elevate toward the makif, because we said it wants to go back to its source. So too it has the cheshik, the desire to come into the keli, because the keli is rooted there. Had the keli not have that, as much as the keli would have bittel to the air, it wouldn't be enough. But the keli has what the air wants. Because the, the, the container is rooted in the 
place that's higher than the air, and since the air wants to reach upward, the keli has something that the air get, gain, gains benefits from. That's why it desires later to descend and to be contained, to be held in the container. In the container. Yeah. And the air, because it's air, because it's power, because it's sensitivity, it this power of the Kali it, it radiates in a revealed way. So you have a full paradox here. The air sees something in the container, the container itself does not see, because it goes on. <laughs> The power of their root and their source is concealed in them. Because containers by, by, by nature, by, by fundamentally, are in a state of concealment. That's their power. Remember, let's go back again to the original discussion about the Kreyachagvul and Kreyachabligvul. We talked, think about the artist. The artist wants to create a certain type of He's determined to create a certain image among the infinite possibilities. To do so, is, this means he wants to have a certain structure. This structure in his mind is just a way of expressing himself. But it has two elements to it. To have structure, you have to conceal all the infinite possibilities. You have to conceal the intensity. Or else you don't have structure in, in our type of structure. Why God wanted a structure like ours, Dira Nisavi has a desire for such a structure. But once you want such a structure, such a structure cannot exist if, we're, we're, if we were aware of the whole light. That's why you need a tzimtzum, right? So the structure compels a concealment. There's no concealment, not in logical terms, in our logic, the way we were created, there's no way that we could understand how we could be an independent entity if God's presence is, is completely full-blown and revealed. So not from God's perspective, from our perspective, from the student's perspective, the teacher has to be concealed. So the kalim, by definition, have to be concealed for them to serve their purpose. But it shouldn't be, the, where is it, so what's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. If we understand it. What's wrong is when the child doesn't understand why the father hid himself. And he thinks that the concealment is an end in itself. He stops looking. In other words, the real problems begin, as we learned in the previous Mimer, not the containers concealed, that's the way the structure comes emerges. And then God wants us not to be deceived by the concealment and realize that the purposes reveal the source. What happens is we take it seriously. We say, I concealed? Oh, maybe there's nothing here. Maybe there is no God. So the concealment becomes an end in itself instead of it being a motivator for us to work on revealing and not being deceived by it, we get deceived by it. Like the example, the father hides from the child in order to bring out his ingenuity. And he hides so well, the child says, where's the God? my God? And after a while he stops seeking, stops looking. Once he stops looking, then becomes a new reality. The reality of concealment. And you convince yourself, this is fine. Like the story with the, the Rebbe brings about in the olden days where there was no air conditioning in the hot days in Russia, people would go down to cellars below the ground to get some relief. So Chassid goes downstairs and uh, and it's so dark also, no electricity. He says, it's so dark here. The other people, he didn't see them. They saw him because they were already used to it. So they said, don't worry, you'll come down, you'll get used to it. So he says, that's what I'm worried about. So he's going to get used to it. 
That's what happens. And we start getting used to it. And we think, then we say, some you think that darkness is light and, and bitterness is sweet. And the whole thing gets distorted. So the whole purpose was an, an expression of God's desire to build a structure. Now the structure has forgotten that there's an architect because the architect concealed himself. So Cain, by definition, have to be Helam. But that's also a power of God. And as a matter of fact, it's a greater power than the power of energy because light reveals. In this context, what's light? Light is the is the is the uh, is the word I want to use, the instrument, the channel of the artist that reveals what he wants in this piece of art, the beauty of it, the image of it. But the the actual piece of art is a structure. Its purpose, its uh, its soul, so to speak, is the light. But its body is the structure. So the structure has in it. The desire of the of the of the root, the ermakiv, but the but the structure itself doesn't see it. The energy paradoxically sees in the sees in the structure its root, and that's why it it goes there. That's essentially what he's saying here. So kelim helam because that's what they need to be, helam, for them to fulfill their purpose. Eid is bchinis gili. Eid is a revealer. And therefore, the root and source of the container in the air makif, which is higher than the air primi, than the trans, than eminent energy, is radiates in the air begili. And because of this, there's a cheshek, a desire. A, a strong desire. Cheshek is a uh, almost a lust. In the energy later to descend and to radiate and to illuminate the container. And remember the word he's using here is cheshek. It's an interesting word. He's not just saying it goes down, it wants to go down. Cheshek is deep desire. So he's saying because every hashpah Obviously, it means a healthy hashpa. Every transmission has to be b'tshuke. This is a good lesson from Mashpim. Has to be with a yearning, with a uh, what are the words that we use for tshuke? For a yearning, a pining, specifically not compelled. How would you translate that? And because of this, which is added in the energy through the container, and because of this, so if you told the air, listen, the kavana, the purpose is, is for you to come down below. That's what God wants. So then it would go, Kabbalah soil, it would go against its will, against its natural inclination. But hashpah, for hashpah to be effective, then it's not really hashpah. That would be like commanding somebody to go do something against his will. You do it because that's what you're commanded. But if you want it to be a transmission that's effective, which means a primizdika transmission, something that's impactful and inter- internalized, it cannot be compelled. It has to be becheshik. So what's this? So, this? so therefore, it's more than just telling the energy, go against your nature. It's implanting in the keli, there is uh, the root and source and the ermakiv that's higher than the energy. 
And the energy sees what the Kali himself is not aware of. So the Kali has something the air wants. And therefore there's a Ratzna Cheshek, a desire and a deep desire. Ratzna's desire, Cheshek, would be a, a, a deeper desire to descend into the container because it gets, it connects to its source that way. And this is what the container draws the energy with the power of its root and source. So this is what the container draws, because they said right before the container is rooted in the air makif. The air wants the air makif because it wants its source. We said the air naturally elevates. Why does it elevate? Because it wants, it ascends to reach its source. But now it senses that the source is below it. So where does it go? So therefore there becomes a desire and a, uh, to go into the keli. So in a way, the air thinks it wants it because not it feels it doesn't feel it's a descent. It feels that that's where it gets the source. Because the keli have that within them. Because that's what the source wants. First of all, first of all, what does the keli have to do? What do you mean? What, is it, what does he get out of it? The keli doesn't have a nature of, of, of going up or down. I mean, occasionally nature is to going down. Keli, oyer. That's avoda. So number one is I would say the, who says the keli wants something. Number one. Number two, I mean the keli gets the air. It gets. Uh, Fulfillment, it gets, it realizes. It's, I mean, this isn't a business deal where everybody has to get something here. You know, this is. Zohar and the Kaver. Which one's the Zohar? Which one's in the Kaver? <laughs> Depends on the marriage. Depends on the couple. <laughs> No, the vibe of Ganesh when I get Lenox to this. The vibe of Dapp is when I get to the vibe and help Tid. It's like Yehuda going up to Yosef. If you go wash the dishes, that's what we're talking about. Now, coming to Lenox to this is the air doing what it wants, not that it goes to the Kaylee. That's the opposite. Anyway, why are you applying this not to marriage? Is this relevant? I mean. No, it's one example. It's true, but it always complicates matters because it gets too personal. Yehuda going up to Yosef—that's not personal. Yehuda goes up to That's your style of learning chassidus to apply it. Absolutely fine. If you so, what's the application? Let's go. The application is poshut. Here, here's the other way around. Here, here it's uh, no, no. For the air to go to the keli means the air is not doing what it wants. So, how, so, 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 tell me. So, okay, no, but so, how does it come? But, but, what's the teva in Erez Lalia? No, how do you explain the two? The answer is very simple. The nature of air is it wants, it wants the gili, it wants the go to its source. Um, and that's what it does. Because even after this, the Teva air doesn't change. It doesn't suddenly turn up upside down. It still goes upward. Why? Even when it's going to the Kali, it's still, take away the Kali, the air will install it. Why? Because the nature of air is to go to its source. But 
there's something that God implanted that, that, that changes the whole uh, equation. He created a situation where the source, in some way, is concealed in the keli. So the it is like it's almost like a confusing thing. On one hand, it's nature's to go there, and suddenly it's told it's down there. So it will go, but it won't go. It goes. The end it's with cheshek, but it doesn't go on its own. It has to be told that this is where it is, and then it realizes that. But it's still akochachatachai. It's a it's a dual property in the air at the end of the day. He's not saying that right now. Right now he's talking about why the power of the kalim is to draw down the air. But look, let me ask you a question. Why without the kalim will the air not go down? Why doesn't why it see it then? Let's say there's no kalim. Why doesn't the air itself know that to find my root I have to go down because the kalim have to be there for the for it to recognize. It would be like a teacher once there's a student that's drawing out from him, then he has the pleasure to do it. But if there's no student there, he's not going to figure it out on his own. Because air by nature goes where it naturally gravitates to, the source. It goes upward. Its nature is ruach adam el l'mayla. That's how it is. Nature is up. Then, suddenly a keli appears. And God says to the air, go there. And the air suddenly realizes, hey, that there has in it the source. So that is also, it's not a natural message that's not naturally embedded in the air until the keli reminds. That's the whole point of what a keli does. Because if not, you could just say the whole thing, everything the air does, everything on its own. There is a, and it's healthy this way, because the air has to retain, remember, if the air gets too comfortable with the keli, it's also not healthy. The air has to retain it, because the air has to elevate the keli, has to reveal it in the keli. You know, the air suddenly says, you know what, I love this keli thing. My root is here. I have, I have my cake and I eat it too. I can come down. And I also have the root. That's no, no, no. The, the air has to now work and elevating it all. So it's not just a, that's why I said it's not just some type of nice deal going on here. The air has a job to do. Well, I don't understand this. The air is not a thing on its own. The air is it's not an accident. It comes from the more. In other words, it's the more that's, that, that is in full control all the time. It's not like the air. No, that's correct. It's true. That's good. Good point. But he's not, he's not talking about air. But we're talking about but God that Meyer chose that he wanted the air to have certain properties. So it's not the so basically it's a combination. So it's the Meyer again. You want to want to this help to say like this? It's the power of the Meyer in the air. There's the power of the Meyer in the Kalim. So it's called that. What's in the matter of words? That's, this is all over. Yeah. Yeah, but there's but there's one little thing you have to forget. There's us. And we have the will to determine that that uh, to forget to stop looking for the artist. That's where it gets messy. So then suddenly, yes, the, 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 of course, there's the power. All of this comes from God, but He made it in a way that there's a structure that needs to recognize the air within it. And look, you have also like this. In Aveda, again, in Aveda, you see it more clearly. You have people, for example, Nafshe Choshka Betera, Benazai. Doesn't want to get married. Doesn't want to come into Tachtenim. The Maragud didn't want to go into Eretz Yisrael. That's an example. Why? Because they wanted Eir. They wanted their source. So there's a... So, 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 uh, yeah, right. Eir Lamaila doesn't have such Pechira, but the personality of Eir can create a situation... That someone who's air-oriented, energy-oriented, wants the source. They're not interested in coming down. And it's Eretz Echel 
you know, er is very frightened of the concealment, doesn't like the containers. But then when the container comes and is appropriately prepares itself, remember the container has to do work here. Has to also have a bitle to the air. Then when the air comes down, at the end of the day, the air is not just going purely forced. There is an element that it's seeing the source there. But it still doesn't mean it's just an easy an easy journey. I mean, he's not qualifying yet, but he's going to qualify it, I'm sure, somewhere. Because listen, the Mishnah says, How can you say it's not Behechlech and Metacheshek? The answer is, once the containers have let the, let, let the, air, the energy know I'm here, and the air sees it, it, it recognizes something. The question also, you could say the air doesn't even recognize it consciously. Maybe it just senses it. It senses that there is a... But let's, you know, we have to go further. Let's just stick to what the point... The point you all want to go, get to is that Kelim are revealing air. What's the power they do so? And that's Because here's the simple question. The question is not... How air, what air is doing. The question is, how does Kali have the power to draw air energy in a way that's not purely forced? The answer is because it has within it the root and source. That's the bottom line. Source and root. And this is in the form of Ratzin, the energy. Interesting expression, Ratzin air simply means that it's coming not forced, but it's a Ratzin, the air. But if you think about it, Ratzin is makif, keser. Eir is pnimi. The sherish shemakir is eir makif. So it's like almost saying that the keser, the root of the air, the ratzin, the, of, 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 uh, the root of the air is affecting the air to have now a ratzin to go into the keli. I'm just mentioning because he says the word ratzin by air, even though it's not the literal interpretation what he's saying here. I just threw that in here. This is a language actually from the Siddur. It's brought many times in the Sikhs. And this is why it was established in Seder Ishtalshlus. It's a very fundamental uh, principle here. It's established in the whole entire cosmic order, meaning the whole structure of existence. A, 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 a rule. What is that? Lies, Nod, Tchilosan, Besefan, Dafka. That the beginning should be wedged in the end. Remember, that's not natural. And if we think about structure, we would think structure is hierarchy. What is Mila is Mila, Mata, Mata. The idea what it says in Sefer Yitzira, that he says, there's ten spheres, and then is an additional point that God added into the whole picture. He didn't just create a structure. We've been learning about structure, hierarchy. He created this, this, this twist. That the beginning is wedged in the end. That's how it was established. In order for there to be, this is the words from the Siddur, a a transmitter and a recipient. Because a mashpia on his own, why would he want to go down and descend and compromise himself? To, to reach a recipient lower than him. So you need to. But because it was established in the whole structure, that 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 the end is the beginning is wedged in the end, which means that through the hashpa, through his transmissions, there will be an, he, it will increase power and energy in the mashpia. Through this, 
there's a desire in the Mashpia to want to transmit to the Mechabal. So yes, God could have done in a way that it's forced. Kabbalah says, some things you just have to do. You're a Mashpia, you were blessed with more. Your mitzvahs, you have to share with someone less than you. Could have done it that way. But remember, we talk always about the interface that the Abishan doesn't want the ultimate that it should be compelled. He wants that it should be in your nature too. Remember, in the interface, the more integration there is, the more the interface works. So though Kabbalah sells a necessity, it also brings into the picture something which is, you know, the higher power telling you to do so. But the whole purpose, like we talked many times, you know, you pointed out, many, that the Taylor doesn't just want uh, a servant to a master. He wants v'yadaitis Hashem alekechim, v'ahavtis Hashem alekechim. He wants a relationship. So, the mashpiyah, so Tehillah Sefer solved that problem. It says, you see, you know something? When you will teach, yes, initially it's a type of descent, but you will get something more than had you stayed where you are. So in other words, he's making it a primitive thing that also from your perspective, from even B'derech, so-called B'derech HaTeva, P'seichel, you also want to do it. Not just because that's what it was told to you to do. So it's actually in the structure. You know, we've, we talked about this many times about Aaron Kaley. Why is, you know, of course, God can do anything, obviously. But he wants us to be able to relate to it and it should be on our terms. For Mashpia to speak to Makabal on his terms, there's only one way that he gets something from it. We're not talking about being selfish. It means that there is a gain in his, uh, he grows through it. And that growth is what compels it. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, I mentioned that before. Oh, he does mention the Siddur. Like he says in the Siddur, in the Drush, in the discourse that follows Aleinu, this thing. That why was it established in Seyed Yishtalshlus, this idea of the beginning is wedged in the end, in order to have Mashpia Makabal. Because you have, for example, the expression in Mashpia Makabal, there's also in the Medrash. Dover HaMelech, King David, asked God, that God says, I have all the gold and silver in the world. Why did you create Loma Barasa? Why did you create wealthy and the poor? Give everybody equal. Why did you create class distinctions, which create so much misery and problems in life? There'd be no capitalism, there'd be no communism, there'd be nothing if there were no class distinctions. So the answer is, who would then do chesed? Kindness. Which means, there would be no mashpia makabal if everybody just had the same. So chesedus goes further and takes that a step further. What does that mean? That when someone is breast with more, wealth is not yours. In essence, it should have been equal. But because God wanted chesed in the world, He gave you and, and, and trusted that you'll have the wisdom to share. He gave you as a pakodin. That's what it says. He gave it to you as in trust. He trusted you to hold on to it that you'd have the wisdom to distribute it. And that don't, don't convince yourself it's yours. So that is another explanation of why Mishpia Makab. So there it's in order to have chesed. But here he's going further. What, 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 uh, what causes, what, why should the Mashpia do it? So there the Medrash just says because there should be chesed. But then you find out, Yesen, Masha, Balabai, Yesen, Ani, Ani, Yesen, Balabai is, in other words, like Tamid, Yesen, Makulam. That the more that what the, Giver is, is, is getting. What, more than the recipient is getting. The giver is getting in return. So therefore, that is, so it's implanted in the structure that you actually will benefit by giving. So the chesed, therefore, if you want to go further, is not just a chesed, man chesed, 
for the poor person. It's a chesed for you that you have the power to give. And in return will get something that, that you can never get if you did not give. So it goes even a step further. It's ducky. In other words, not just the to wanted um, one who has more to give to someone who has less, but the one who has more really is getting in return more than the one who's giving to. So it's a, it, let's put it this way. When you think of it this way, it becomes a real symbiosis. It's a constant give and take. I mean, you see it in nature all the time. You know, how animals have all these partnerships. The one, one like the, the the classic is the is nectar and uh, bees. So the bees feed off the nectar, but they carry it to the other plants, and that impregnates that that creates uh, what do they call it? Um, when plants, uh, huh? Pollination. pollination, right? They pollinate each other, cross pollination, and everyone benefits from it. So there's so so there's a constant process of mashpi and makabel going on. And that's because the, the, nobody, everyone has something to give and everyone has something that they need. I mean, another way you could say is which is a double lesson. Everyone has something to teach and everyone has something to learn. That's why even an Oni in Judaism, even a poor person is, is, is responsible to give charity. I mean, it's a sign of dignity also. There's everyone has something to give and everyone has something to receive. That's the way the world was created. But... The missing uh, ingredient is why would someone go down? And the answer is, as he says, because the kalim are mamshul the air, because they have in that, you know, in context of storytelling means that when you have a deep story to tell, or a very powerful story, when you actually tell it, and there's a recipient who's, who wants to hear you, it's going to draw out the story far more than, you know, stamas that you want to just tell it. Cause, and you see this all the time. See, people have something, and then there are people really hungry to hear it, the story is told with a whole different passion. So on your own, you say, you know what? Naturally, I would just do my own thing. But when the keli is there, it has the power to draw out and return. Okay, good. As you see, all these things are far more understood when you bring examples from our own lives where you see how it plays itself out. We all know this. That when you teach or when you give in some way and you receive back in return what you get. So that helps us explain it. I'm just saying that in every, everything we've been learning in Ayin Bayes, if you can find examples like that, it changes the whole way how you appreciate this idea. Okay, this is what it says in Siddur. Fine. The same thing is with Eris and Kalim. This was Mashpia Makabal. Same things with energies and containers. The Noah, Tchilos, and Besef, and Dafka. That the beginning is wedged in the end specifically, dafke, not in the middle. I remember one of the first things we learned in the that I, I, I Rabiel taught us when we were in, Osho, in Yeshiva. He gave us, it was a very interesting, he asked us a question, which I remember got my attention. Um, and it was hard to get 16 year old attention in those days, old days, but uh, that was our time, especially 7 o'clock at night when you're busy, you just want to go play basketball or go home, whatever it is. Yeah, so he told, he mentioned, he said something like this. He asked us a question. He said, why is it that um, the moon is bright? It, I mean, bright meaning it reflects the sun. And there are many other objects that are closer to the sun, between the moon and the sun, that don't reflect the sun. You see it? You know, there, there are asteroids, there are objects, there are stones, things flying around. That was the question he asked us. So I remember, maybe it was me, I remember it, because, you know, I was intrigued, the science of it. So, you know, it makes me, by the way, you start thinking, okay, because the moon is like a mirror. 
Maybe the other stones are not like a myrrh. So even though they may be closer, but they're not reflectors. So he said, but how good for question? Why? Why the moon? Why not them? So I realized science can't answer that. And he went on to say, because it's not schilos and besefa. God made it in a way that the end, that sun is mashpia, the moon is makabal. Being a makabal, it has the power to reflect something that only comes from the recipient. The other uh, stones are not makabal, they're not recipients. So sometimes that, something can be a lot further, but it reflects more. And he usually went further, he said it reflects something that the sun doesn't even have. Because what the moon has, Moon can do certain things the sun doesn't do. Besides the fact, you know, we makadish the levana. But moonlight, there's certain things that grow to moonlight. Like, you know, megat for shemesh, things that grow to moonlight. Right now, they're all talking. Today's a full moon. Right? Full moon. Yeah. So, and then there's, as, as some wise people say, you know, you see two people in love, you never see them staring at a moon. At the sun. You see them staring at the moon. The moon is a romantic element. Huh? Yeah, but I, even if they weren't, they, they don't, with sunglasses, they don't do that. So the moon has its own mystique. It's its own mystique. By the way, you all didn't hear my big chachma before, uh, so I want to say that. For me, when I hear all the reports about the hurricane, it reminds me of one pasuk, the second pasuk in the Teda, V'ruach merachefes alakim apnei ha'mayim. V'ruach alakim merachefes apnei ha'mayim. The wind of God hovers over the waters, that's a hurricane, v'ruach Mashiach, and that's it. And everyone's afraid of it. Everyone's afraid of it. No, the first one was the first one was in the year 1900. There was a big marble. We survived even that. 1938. History began long before 1938. I'm telling you, you're telling me 1938? Ruach alakim rachefes. Ruach eshel Mashiach, doctor. You understand what's going on? No. When the winds blow, that's what you have to see. Whose wind is it? This is definitely not man-made, right? Even the even the atheists write in their insurance policy, it's acts of God. They call it acts of God. Okay, so we've outlived Senator Gore. We've outlived other, you know. Okay, so Mashpi um, Makabel. What was I saying before the hurricane discussion? Um, what was I just saying? Anyway, bottom line. Oh, so the moon, the same idea. The Nazgul and Besef, an idea. That it's not just uh, that there's something at the end that brings out something that only the macabre can can bring out. Okay. The chenu beres we can do not tulos mesef. The chenu sheba kelim shein lamate b'madreg meiras that the containers which they are clearly in the hierarchy lower than the energies, as I discussed before, air is the soul of something. Energy, uh, energy. Keli is the container. It's, it's clearly lower. In the context of an artist, the artist, the vision of the artist, the soul of the painting, is the uh, the keli is the structure. The structure, by definition, has to be concealed. It has to conceal the energy. So it's lower than the eris. 
But, however, yesh behem dafke keyechas chola. But they have in them dafke, dafke the containers, the structure which is lower than the energy in the, in the context of revelation, have within them wedged the keyech, the power of the beginning. That's why we have bechira. I don't know about that. I don't know what you mean by that exactly. But okay. Um, so they have some of the words in the beginning. Interesting. Which means that the power of Eden Sof, of the infinite divine energy that's higher than the energies, higher than the Eden's premium, the internal energy, meaning the Kav, where it's rooted in the ten hidden spheres, is specifically in the containers. In order that the, the, the energy should descend and transmit to radiate the and illuminate the container. And this transmission is by desire and with pleasure, you can say. Desire. I'm trying to think of deep desire. No other word for it. What other words can we use for desire? A glust. A glust. Yeah, it's like a, a yearning, a pining. Okay. Because, why does it have a desire and a and a and pleasure to go there because through it the air increases. Like it says elsewhere. So he's answered with this the tam. Why Kalim have the power to draw out the energies against their natural tendency, which is to, to go upward and to expire. So we find from this, we conclude from this, we we, we extract from all this, that were not for the containers, Lula, without the containers, but not for the containers, the energy would expire up upward, it would uh, it would disappear, it would um, ascend and expire upward. And containers Draw down, draw the energy that it should come downward. It should be below. Besides drawing them down, also through the containers, also revealing the energy. Because till now you could say it draws it down, but what state is it? It also reveals it. Remember we spoke about the faculties. When it's healthier faculties, it reveals more. So it draws but re- and, and reveals. So it's more than just drawing it down, it also causes the calyx. The containers cause that the air should be called air hamer. It's an expression. Air hamer means a radiating light as opposed to a concealed light. The lula kalim lo air hamer because without the containers, the energy would never ra- would not radiate at all. Like for example, in the f- the light of a f- flame. For it to shine, for it to radiate, illuminate, you need to have something in that dover anechas. You need something that holds it, that contains it, meaning a a, a wick and and fuel. Because when the ash fire, when it expires and is like leaves from the wick, it doesn't radiate. So specifically the keli that makes it shine. So besides that the keli draws it down, it also makes it's what makes it illuminate. Ah. Now, 
The Dover Hanechas, the thing, the container that holds on, the thing that grasps it, there must be a word for it, not vehicle. Vehicle is one word. When you say a, an agent, not an agent, a uh, not a catalyst. Um, no, when you say something is like a... Uh, there's a word for it. Catalyst is a good word, but that doesn't mean here catalyst. Not, not the verb, it's more of an object that... that it's in chemistry you have it that to create a chemical reaction you need something besides a, besides a catalyst you need you need something to hold like for example um, snow snow needs a dust particle around which it crystallizes in order for it to become a particle or else it will remain so, every, so there's a, there's a, I'm just saying that's a there's a word for it in English a very good word in chemistry it's like you create a chemical reaction but if you don't have something to hold out it it, it it dissipates. Uh, I'm trying to find what the word is. That's the that's what dovranach. I mean, dovranach literally means a thing that holds on to that. Something unhalten. And we call we call like for example etzim. Well, you know, even the Rebbe brings it in the begay to the Rebbe to chayav beishvat. What is the din? The din is shulchan aruch the alter Rebbe. If you light a fire, it doesn't have a, a, a dovranachas. It's not considered a melacha. Right? What's the lashon there? Eish. Um, it's an expression. I'm, I'm trying to find the word Dabra Nechaz. It needs to have something that brings it down. Um, oh, you mean like in the... it's, a, it's a din push it. Um, okay. Well, a wick is, is the right is the correct word when it comes to fire. But wick, yeah. Anyway, it's 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 a grounding force basically. It's a um, not grounding. It's a thing that holds on to you. <laughs> There's a word for it. Like a holder, it's almost like a holder. It's like a candle holder. It's like a, it's like a. We call it yad hakli. What you, what's, what's the yad hakli? It's a uh, handle. It's like a handle. Basically, a handle. So you have to have something that holds on. Okay, fine. I'm just looking for the English words. It's all right. Because where's fire come from? So I don't know how the scientists explain it, but fire. Where does it come from? Because a wick doesn't create fire, fuel doesn't create fire. Fuel and wick ho- hold on to fire, but fire is comes is a force. Is a force. So the way Taylor looks at it is as Yisoda Esh, and you'll see he's going to say clearly that it's not fire. Yisoda Esh is a is like the root of fire, the source of fire. Um, and fuel and, uh, and and so on. When you strike, let's say a match, or you strike a, a spark. You're able to draw down that fire, and it's the container, the handle, the that makes it radiate. Without that, it expires. It goes back to the so-called Eishe Yisaidi. This is what he's going to say right now. As it's known that the Eishe Yisaidi is fundamentally dark. It's not bright. It doesn't have fire. It doesn't have any light. Even. Uh, I don't know if this is from the Rambam. When the Ram speaks down, he says, does he say that? That's Etzim Choshuch? doesn't say that. But it definitely says it's foreign, for sure. But means that's not air. It's not in light as we know it. If it was like fire, like our fire, then it would never be dark at all at night. Before, when I showed you earlier, he said it would burn up the world. Yeah. Yes, you asked me what the chayr is from a distance. Well, it depends where this Eishi Seidi is, you know. Yeah. But here he's saying something else, that it would never be dark at night. Because if the Eishi was real Eishi, 
It should just be bright, so bright, it should be like the sun. Causing the daylight. That's what he's saying, the Pashtas. Yeah. Rather, so, not rather, but the Yisoda Eish, the, the, the element of fire, is not like our fire. Because it's very spiritual. It's not from the same personality of our fire. And it's and it's still early. It's, it's still early, it's still higher than a state of illumination as we know it as as fire as as light. So also the the age that that is, that uh, transmitted from the Yisod age. So the fire that transmitted from it is also does not radiate. Eliim ken yeshlikli unless it has a container. Because the way it transmits from its source is closely, is from, is in a close fashion. In other words, it's not with a uh, jump, but it's close. Therefore, it's just like its fundamental source, which is not yet air. You know, just like the Yisodeish, it doesn't radiate. So also, the, the energy on its own, the light that comes from it, the fire that comes from it, also doesn't radiate. Only through the container that holds on to it, that contains it. And that is the wick. Being that it's a different mitzis. It's not fire. It's something outside of it. It's a completely separate entity. It's a foreign object. Therefore it somewhat conceals slightly on the light, on the energy. And the light, and that's and through that it causes it to be a radiating light. Now, I'm not sure how it works with you say this because I have to look into that. I but I can understand what he means conceptually, especially Eden Sof. It's something like this. Let me let me use an example that I think may be helpful here. From the fact from the mere fact that we have uh, faculties and functions, you know, I can speak. I'm speaking to you now. We have intelligence. We can talk to each other intelligently. We have feelings. We have the ability to see. We have the ability to hear. You have to conclude, even though you don't know, you can't see the source, that these faculties come from somewhere. What's the difference between a corpse and a live human being? I'm not getting down to full analysis, but clearly there's a life force. An energy, an electricity. What's the difference between a, a, a light bulb that's on and a light bulb that's off? One has a flow of energy going through it, one doesn't. We only see the result. What's the result of a light bulb? Light. What's the result of, fac- of, 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 of a spirit working through us? Our, our faculties. I mean, it's Eid HaNefesh, Eid I'm just using an example. If you go into the soul, if you're able to so-called, uh, you know, I'm just think, saying hi- hypothetically, because obviously it's not possible. You know, a human being can be, you can, dis- you can dissect the human being body, but they're not going to find the Kaya in the eye. They'll find the nerves, they'll find the blood vessels, they'll find all the elements of it. But let's, for example, say we can enter into, where does the power of sight come from? What would you see? You wouldn't see sight. You wouldn't even know what we'd see. You'd see a form of energy. I don't mean physically see, I'm just trying to identify it. When does it become vision, as we know it, physical vision, when it enters a physical eye? A physical eye which is absolutely opposite of the spirit within it. We know that for sure, because you see a dead person has the same eye, and he doesn't see. 
Neshamas may see, but they don't see the way we see. Fine, 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 but, but it's not... My point is that if you go to the source of it, the paradox is, if you go to the source of it, it doesn't look at all what it looks like when, we, when it's actualized. You need to have a body. It's like you need a glove for the hand to express itself. The same thing, so you need a body. I'm just... Because the Aisha Seydi is definitely the example that he's using here. But since we don't, we don't relate to that, so I'm just trying to find an example. In other words, so in the root, the root of Kehariya doesn't look like sight as we know it, but it's the power of it. Exactly. That's what he's saying. And actually, the thing is, is black. The, we spoke about that yesterday, Saginot, right. So, yeah, yeah. But the bottom line is the Kali, by concealing the so called intensity or the Ruchnius of the spirit, is what reveals it. Reveals it to us. But remember, from the perspective of light, of, of the air, it may be more real where it is. The fact that the reason it comes down is because it sees that, the, that, that it has its source it can find here. But on its own, it's definitely more natural to be in its own, in its own domain. There's a lot of stories from near-death experiences of the, you know, products and stuff that we're able to see in the bodies and all that. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm not even going to the supernatural here. Um, I'm talking very basic, basic stuff here. So that's what he's saying here. So Ishiya Seydi on its own is not even fire. The energy that comes from it is also not fire. It's through a foreign object. Adover Shechutz like it says, Mitzias Acher. That conceals on it, that, that brings it out to radiate. basically saying that the Ish is, is, is out there, and it's just you need the right Kelly to, to be Megala. Like, like I just said, they're very similar. Like I said, just like you have in your soul, you have yeah, powers, and you need the container to bring it out. So yeah. The radio waves are out there. You just need a radio to pick it up. A transmitter, yeah. Or yeah, general, yeah, yeah, yeah. A receiver. It's the same idea with Aish. Oh, that was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the, but he's explaining why because there, it's in that form of state. It's not radiating. You need the other thing to so-called conceal on its on that state of affairs in order to make it to emerge. Because it must transform also. Hmm? It has to transform something within the It doesn't speak about that. But why does it, you know, hiding its, its nature, but therefore you can have light. So what does it mean, you're hiding its nature? If you hide its nature, you shouldn't have anything. It says Maksas, Master Ksas. Right, so it's hiding something. He's hiding the, the, the personality of how it is on its own. It's like a container, like like our eyeball or our conscious mind or our hand is not, is, is somewhat concealing the way the, the power of the faculty is without the organ or limb. It's inherent in the sort of age that the Look, this is true in any situation. Every container for it to reveal has to conceal. That's the rule. The question is, of course, if it conceals too much, you're right. Then it like blocks it. If it, conce- if it reveals too much, it also d- doesn't let it function. It needs it's a flow. This is an example of Yusei the Eish with fire. He gave the example, like he said. It was all an example of the last 15 lines. Now he goes back. The same thing we'll understand above. 
atzmus hamaitzel, the essence of the emanator, God. In other words, begeder er klal. He's not in the get. He's not in the category of energy at all, light at all. You have uh, formed. You have um, uh, Yoshas is translated as um, uh, you have set, uh, blessed. Yeah, darkness which which conceals concealment. Not to say that God is dark and not light, but He's not defined by light. So, from a perspective outside, it's, it's a form of darkness and concealment. And it's not in the get that it's not in the category of erkla. So, for example, when you say the essence of your soul, you're not going to say it's dark. Compared to something that's revealed, it's not. The, it's not in a state of revelation. It's what it is. And it's important to say that because it's not like he's cheshech. That's his personality. His personality is not darkness either. His personality is not defined by revelation. So therefore, that's called Yosef's Cheshach Sisri. He should be saved. The same thing. So this is the example. Then comes the next step. What about something that reveals itself from there? Same thing. The Same thing. Something that's revealed from Atmos, which we're talking about is Eir, that reveals a revelation being that it comes in a form of closeness, it's not a jump. It's kiruvit vegzbimkeda. It means it's like the sunlight. It's expressing its source. So it too, it's also not an energy that is to radiate. You remember earlier on we learned that there's air ambaprimi. Its purpose is to lahayras elements, and then there's air that just reveals the source. So it's true, it's re, it say reveals the source, but, but, but in its fundamental nature, it's not a revel, revel, revelation yet. If we were there, we wouldn't see anything. The root of it. I wouldn't say that at all. I would say to radiate, to, to illuminate in some way that's outside of the essence. In other words... Um, from our perspective, in other words, it's like, like if the teacher is just going to express where he is, the student will not be able to relate to it. Like machshava, it's to yourself. Um, here, revelation means revelation from a perspective of a recipient. You know, obviously, at the end of the day, we're going to learn that er is what do we see in er natsmus? Then it's clearly two stages. Two stages. That it is a revelation. I called it the, uh, the existential expression of the non-existential nature of the divine. But it's not a revelation that we can call ready to. That's why there's all the levels we spoke about. And then there's, even before he desires something, and then there's desiring, and then there's, you know, all the thing. But, but So what you have is there is, let's put it this way, we talked then was just, Atmos want, uh, wants to begin to create an existential reality. So air carries that. But you can't call it an air hameir. You can't call it a, a, a light that's shining to a recipient or any possible way. It would be like etzim anashama, without a body. So what is that? Of course, it's all rooted there. But it doesn't have any... No, I would say here it's no, there's no expression of the energy, if you want to put it that way. There's no expression. Yeah, that's correct. But it's a good point because it's still called air. So why is it air if it's not mayor? 
The answer is because all its role here is just simply, it's the existential, the non-expression of something that is beyond all that, essentially. I mean, you could explain it many, you know, I mean, it needs explanation, but enough for right now. So then we have the second step. So even that, that's what he said, that even the ish that comes out of the ish you said, said the ish is still chayshach. Without, you need, in other words, what, what he's really doing here is also explaining the role of kalim. So, you know, one of the questions that, this, I, I don't know if I brought it up, but I'm sure everyone, you think about it. Well, at the end of the day, it's all powers of God. Eir, keli, sevev, mamala, what's going on here? The answer is because God wants a structure. So structure means there has to be levels. So yes, from the point of atmos, it's all the same thing. But from the perspective of creating a system, Eir's role is its connection to its source. It's the agent of the source, as we've spoken about. Kaylee's role is also revealing something of God, but it's revealing a concealed element, which is that there should be a structure. So if you ask it, is it revealing something? Yeah, from God's perspective, of course. He w- it wouldn't have Kalim if it wasn't doing something. It has a role to play. But its role is to conceal, not to reveal. With the goal that we should use, we should con- reveal what's within it. What I'm trying to say is that, that's like the example where he says, well, why didn't God make it, for example, you know what? Just like uh, you go to a, a, you want some water? You go to a fountain, you go to a brook, a mine, and you take water. Why didn't God make it that if you want fire, there's a place where there's fire, you just take fire? Hypothetically. No, it's just like a body of water, body of fire. He made, didn't make it like that. He made it that what? You need to find fuel. Then you need to make a wick. Then you need to some way spark something from a stone. I don't even, you know, you have to know exactly how it works. Some chemical reaction. You strike two things. And a spark with a wick. And this, and it holds. Why? Because Mayim has a different role. Fire is an example for air. Air on its own is, it needs to be generated. You can't just find it in a place. Because on its own, it's in this state of in its place. It, even when it comes out of its source, it's still in, very close and similar to its source. You need a Dover Mitzias Achar. That's the Kaili. Now, you could say, is, is it truly Mitzias Achar? You say a container, the divine containers of Atsilus or in the root are separate from God. No, from God's perspective, it's just another, of course, it's Eneid Mulvade. For him, there's no difference between water, fire, and the containers and, 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 the, and the energies of them all. But from the perspective of creating a structure, they definitely function very differently. So, so, so Eid on its own is very close to its source, and that's why it on its own needs to be, you need to draw it out. It's not going to just easily make it out. But, but in the container, which has the Kayach Atmos, once it's there, it's able to, this wick is able to communicate and the air senses in the wick, I know where you come from, you come from where I come from. And actually you have in you something even higher than I have. Because you're, you're fulfilling the purpose of the root. Therefore, I'll, I'll cooperate. Even while it retains it's still its natural tendency to go upward. I mean, it's really breaking down here the dynamics of how air and Kaylee work. It's actually helping us understand what the role of Kaylee is really. Because Kali is that structure. It, clearly that's what it is. It's a very fundamental pedic. Very well said. Hmm? Very well said. Well, the goes to Rebbe Rashab. <laughs> the question is to translate. No, when you read it, I see now, he's saying the words, the example, because I'm thinking he's, Obama's breaking it down in steps. Because if you go back to now, because you talk about a model, we always like bring to a model, here's the model. This is a model of Hashpah. 
How do you speak to someone when you're a mashpia, a parent, an educator, a mechanech, whatever it may be? It's a process here. That person, you're, speak, you're not just doing him a favor because he, he, he's the purpose of it all. So it's, I'm saying this is a good lesson of because on your own, you wouldn't really apply yourself. Okay, so you apply yourself maybe out of benevolence. But it's also how you apply yourself in a real way. It's not just a... It's a real, in other words, what I'm trying to say there's a real... Um, uh, you can take this a model of how a, a teacher and student should have a relationship. You know? Because on one hand, obviously, the students have to have the bitl to the teacher. On the other hand, the teacher has to have a bitl to the students. Not, I don't mean who's calling the shots, but a bitl is applying himself. He's not just, you know, shining light. I mean, it's a very fascinating uh, study in real hashpa, in real relationship. Because you see this, some hashpim, for example, transmit too much, some too little. You have to have a real, it's a real relationship. And there's the role of the keli. You know, a person who prepares himself well and teaches, you can tell right away. What did he do? He, he cared. He was, uh, you know, and he uh, was concerned and he applied himself. So he conveys the idea to the students because he prepared. You know, I mean, I remember we used to have teachers came in. We knew right away they didn't prepare. And we knew when they did prepare. Because you saw the clarity. You saw how it's, uh, if you were in the mood of learning, obviously. If you were in the mood, it wouldn't make a difference. That's another story. But, uh, <laughs> but if you're in the mood of learning... It made a major difference because you saw that he basically, he applied himself, he was, like like I said before, you have to conceal a bit to, in order to reveal properly. We had, Rabbi uh, Marlow, he was our teacher, long before he was a rabbi, he was a teacher, we had him in fifth grade in English, and we had him in ninth grade in Hebrew. Came Chanukah, he would learn Hilchus Pesach. Because he wanted to know Hilchus Pesach. Alter Rebbe Hilchus Pesach is basically as long as, uh, you know, it's, it's long. None of it got burnt, so uh, we have the whole thing. <laughs> and it's long. And he would read it. And I remember, read it day after day from Chanukah till Pesach. It was Hamshachas HaEris without Kalim. Most of us were busy with other things. Who was interested in learning Hilchus Pesach? Especially in details. He wasn't summing it up. So he was doing it really for his own knowledge. And if we was if someone wanted to follow along, they followed along. That's an example of Eir on Kalim. You know? Eir was <laughs> what? Right? Same thing? Eir Your days too? <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> I'm just giving an example. As I said, he, 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 he mastered it. But it was definitely not on our Kalim. That I can tell you right now. I'm just giving an example. I mean, there's far worse than this. Teachers who don't teach altogether. He at least was learning. <laughs> um... But my point is, Hashpa is an art. It doesn't come easy. And what you're learning here is really, we learn from how God created existence. Because you could ask a question, why do you need an, Why do you need the stage that's not Eir HaMeir? Why not? I mean, the whole purpose is to illuminate this world. Bimam Shechair, and that's it. That I would include in a quiz if I asked you. You have to have the answer for this, because I've explained this many times. Why, the question the other way around. Why have Eir HaMeir? Why have a Yiseida Eish that's dark? And even the energy, the light that comes, the flame that comes is also dark. You need a container. If the whole purpose is the container, it should right away go into containers. Well, the answer is, my friends, is because it's the other side of the interface. You want a reminder of a God that's beyond existence. And air reminds us of that. So you have constantly both tugs. In other words, air has to retain its divine personality that's beyond containers. Same time, it has to sense the container has something, because that's the purpose. So it's a constant... Let's put it this way. It's never, 
uh, you never have a total peaceful solution. It has to be there, but it has to be restless, or else we got, or else we're dead. Right, exactly. Lots of shuv. No, really, that's that's. Tamid chacham en lem menucha lebelam hazel lebelam haba. I it says yem shakuli shabbos abenucha. You know, you say God Almighty. What do you mean? You're telling me even Mashiach comes, we're still going to have to know no, 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 no restless. I think we're going to just like you know lie like. So the answer is like uh, I think maybe the Masha says it, but I know it definitely brought from a farshim. Highly metavel the two it says because you have menucha from not having menucha. That's the Yemshu Kulshavus Menucha. What does it mean? That there's two types of not Menucha. There's not Menucha anxiety and, and unhealthy restlessness, which is disturbing. Then there's a beautiful Hadam Menucha, like, a, like the Rebbe. You know, it never rests, like a flame. And a shaman never rests, always wants more of godliness. So that type of not Menucha is a, a Brach. So just a question. We see, we, it's the, problem, the reason we want peace is because we relate to peaceless, lack of peace, absence of peace to anxiety. By us, it's either anxiety or it's uh, retirement. And there's a third thing. It's called having healthy restlessness. I've, I've ever told you my story. I mean, when I was, uh, years ago, I was driving up to the mountains. And, you know, uh, New Yorkers, we rarely see cows. I mean, I don't mean Bitsuda Sodom. We see, you know, real cows. Um, and uh, so I saw the cows, you know, grazing. We see them. Perhaps it's a novelty when you see the first time. The cow. You know, a cow. I mean, I don't relate a cow to a piece of steak, but it comes from that cow. So I decided to stop at the side of the road, and I was just amazed. I was studying it like for half an hour. The cow grazes peacefully, never restless, all day, and day after day. And it doesn't have any therapy, doesn't go to therapists, doesn't have to fabring, doesn't have to drink. Doesn't have escape. There's no simchasteda. There's no rosh hashanah. No kim kip. Calm, peaceful. It breeds. It feeds. Takes care of its children. It dies. Next generation. Could you live that way? Some people whose life is very chaotic. No, some people whose lives are very chaotic. It's very envious. It's called animal bliss. There's a thing called you know animal envy. Um, animal bliss. We. It's a bliss. The peace. And you understand right away what the Fidelic Rebbe says that a behemoth kemlus gazan the himmel, an animal ever saw, uh, saw the heaven, so it walks on all four. There's no sumar menechem. So it's not, we look up in heaven, we see stars, oh, what's out there? We spend billions and trillions of dollars on NASA to just satisfy one thing curiosity. What's going on? Yeah. We build better homes, fax machines. Computers, iPhones. These animals live in the same habitats. They eat the same grass. They're not looking for fancy foods. There's no fast food, etc. A completely different reality. It's a study in contrast. So, <laughs> I'm just saying that's a complete manucha, but it's a different type of manucha. Now, you, if you tell people this, they say, yeah, it's very envious, but try it out for a few hours. Once you do it a few hours, you come running back to real life. My point is, it's just different types. We have a restless soul, and it's supposed to be restless. The question is, is it going to be restless with negative things, or is it going to be restless with positive things? You know the Rebbe's Vart, Shmois, Tere, Er Shmois, Meridik Vart. It says, Bechemer Lubvenim, right? What is it? Aved Kosher, Bechemer Lubvenim. Right. So the Zaya says, Chemer is Kalva Chemer. What's Chemer Lubvenim? is bricks and mortar. Kalva Chemer. Which is learning Tehra and Libanich is a crystallization of halacha. 
So the obvious question is, you know, even even that there are many interpretations opposed. So how do you even reconcile the two? It's like completely a chapat avant avant. Here talking about bricks and mortar and one of the harshest oppressive uh, bondages. It's all negative. And here something talking is learning tayrits. The only similarity is yigir. They both have yigir. So the Rebbe once said that everybody has to struggle in this world. Your choices. Do you struggle with bricks and mortar? Or are you going to struggle in Teda and you won't have to struggle there? So it's, it's, I, I use it very much. Psychological is a brilliant idea because you tell people, we're not talking about trying to get rid of your anxiety. F- fill your life with something that you have passion, excitement, and you're restless about in a good way and automatically pushes away time to, to, be, to be agonized over uh, the negative. And it's true. In Teda Shalom, the Rebbe Rashab says something great, unbelievable. Well, great. It's very uh, powerful. You ever see this line, Teda Shalom? He says to Chassid, it's very harsh words, but it's, uh, he, says, he says, I'll say it in Yiddish, he says, as, I think, everybody has to be broken in this world. Break yourself. When God does, sometimes it's unrachmanus. Without uh, so break yourself before you're broken, basically. Pretty strong aces. Yeah. So anyway, going back here. So we're talking about okay, the air going out of its source. So same thing. So the air is not air lahayir. It's just an air. Like he said before by the Moshul. So there's like three stages. Did you saw the Eish? There's the Eish that's Bikiruv to its source that's still also Choshuch. And then there's the Dover, the Metzias Acher, which is the, from, from the fire, another personality which is that conceals some, that's the wick. Here too, there's Etzim. Hamaitzil, Atzmus Hamaitzil, that's the source. There's the air that comes out of it, but it's still because of its closeness, and it's, it's similar to the source, which means it doesn't yet reveal. The Levad Bechinus Advekas Veistalkashalei. Besides its Advekas and Istalkashalei, meaning besides its being cleaving, and its and its Istalkashalei, meaning Istalkas means constantly going away. It's constantly yearning. Huh? It's ascending. Yeah, ascending, but it's even more. Istalkas means expiration. It means it's. It's, le- it's constantly in a state of not wanting to stay where it is. Basically, w- 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 elevating upward. Shalei legabi mekede, toward its source. Dimishumzeh. He's saying alavad, there's two things. It's still the first one. Dimishumzeh ene b'chinez giliadayin, and therefore it's not yet revealed. Valderech aydid the tarad lemivla. Ah, it's a good example. That means while you're busy... Absorbing, you can't be busy transmitting. So the air is in a state of absorbing. It's excellent, and that helps tremendously. You know what I'm saying? Because it gives you an understanding. Well, no, because it wants its source. It's it's in the vacus. It's the air is all it's interested in is the source, and the source is beyond gilly. So the air also goes. The air is busy going to its teacher. It can't be busy going to its student, basically. Oh, that's going to be through. But one second, but there's a lavadze. There's two things. This is first the lavadze. That o canal shabeeru teva aliyah, as we discussed earlier, that energy light is in the nature of aliyah. Here's the levadzes. Hine mitzad etzim ohusay. So besides, it's being drawn to its source, and that not allowing it therefore to reveal. Besides that, it's etzim ohusay. The personality itself liyesi b'chinas gili 
Hadovuk b'mekel ene be'erech eradayin. Being that it's in a, it's in a state of gili, hadovik, a revelation that's bound, cleaved to its source, it's not yet in a form of er. We have to explain the distinction here. It's a very subtle distinction. He's saying one. Let's take. I think teacher student would be a good example. You have here a student. Okay, fine, fine, fine. But I want to just say one second because he's going to go to the keli. One second. So here we have like this. Levadze is besides. So you have here a teacher. Who has who has potential students, but this teacher also has a, has, a, has is a teacher, which is his source. So does he want to go hear his rebbe, or does he is going to go busy with his students? So obviously on his own he wants to, he, his 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 greatest pleasure and his greatest place is to go to its source, and when he's going to his source where you're busy absorbing from your source, you can't be busy transmitting. I did the thought of the mivla, so that's one aspect of it. So that, there's no gili there. I would say that's more from the Gavra point of view. The Gavra is in a state of, uh, like, you know, it's like, sometimes it says, like, um, what does it say, like, when the, the Makabal is facing the Mashpia instead of facing below, like, Malchus is being receiving from the, the spirits before it, before it's being Mashpia below. So in that state, that's from the point of view of Gavra, the person, the, the entity, the, not the entity, the, the so called individual. Then there's the chefza. That's what he's saying. Also, it's etza madrege. Even besides that, it's 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 um, in a state of receiving from the gavra chefza means any mitzvah you have is let's say, you know, like the classic joke goes Rab Chaim from Rab Chaim Briska would say that um, the, the difference between a person who's alive and a person who's dead is that a gavra became a chefza, essentially. <laughs> Never heard that. That's how it <laughs> um, anyway, the point I'm making here, but there's also that's the perspective of the personality of the student who's reaching toward into the teacher. But then there's the individual. Then there's the thing itself. He says also, the the personality of Eid itself is not Eid yet, because you could argue, you know what? The only reason it's not Eid is because it feels its teacher is here. So it feels his teacher, it has no, like, so to speak. You know. But if the Rebbe was not there, it'd be naturally going. So he says, no, even its Etzim is not yet Eir. That's what he's saying, two things in it. So it's higher than or within the Meir? No. no, this is uh, those levels there. This is, this is Eir, it could be outside of the Meir even. Not higher, than, there's, nothing, there's no higher Eir than Eir within the Meir. There's only the Meir after that. I mean, there's the Eir that's complete. I mean, this place is, it's, it's all levels of how much the air senses its source. Depends what he means by within. Yeah. Lifting out symptom, everything is like within them. You can't go that R, you know, so I it's here, here, either way, does, does, it, it, I know what you mean by within. Even lifting out symptom in general is called already within the Moir. You talk about mamish within, I know what you mean, within Atzimus Mamish. Anyway, so so what happens? It's only through the containers that the energy actually, because both energy itself and being drawn into its source and it's busy with being absorbed, with absorbing the container on the other hand, because it's a concealed state obviously, it's, it's outside and it sees, he's going to explain why. That's only through the containers does the air become an air that radiates. 
because the containers are levush shemaylem ktsas like he said before ktsas. He before he called mitzias achar shemaster ktsas. Here he's using the words. It's a separate entity that conceals somewhat. Here he's saying the kelim are like a levush, like a garment that conceal ktsas. He doesn't say a lot. It conceals somewhat on the air by dezeh upchinus air lahayir, and through that the air the energy becomes an energy that can radiate. Like Illuminate. It's like having an invisible man. You don't have to see him as when he puts on clothes. And the... You could say that. Some say that's like the Higgs boson that they discovered. It's everywhere, but you can't see it until it interacts with something else. I wouldn't use that there, because projectively there is a light that's shining. So here you have to speak about an example where there's here, more etzma nefesh is a good example. Like the other kreches on the other on the and the shomer and stuff like that, or the you say the eish. In psychological terms, it's when the student is in the presence of the teacher, or he's in, or even if he's not in the presence of the teacher, he's in his state of mind, he's completely absorbed with his source. He's busy with the source, not busy with the. Uh, it, but the keli is what, so to speak, draws him out. There's something that draws him out, and it has within it enough power. Because it has the source in it too, and therefore the air responds, or else it would have to be forced. So the, the air wants. Huh? Yeah, yeah. The keli would be the tam. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Kamoy al derech moshel. He gives an example. Aisi samakshav vadibur, like the the words, the letters of thought and speech. He used this example right in the beginning. If you remember of this whole discussion, we spoke about telling the story. He said bris cheshek and helam. Remember, you'd see this gili. Machshav is Bria, thought is Bria, right in the beginning. Looks like he's going back there. For example, thoughts of this. Achshal so, Yodam, the letters of speech, reveal the Eir HaSeichel, the light of the intelligence. Oh, letters in general, I'm sorry, not Dibur. Letters in general, the difference between letters of thought, letters of speech. Shal Yodam, in general, letters, through them they reveal because there cannot be any Gali Seichel. You can't have any revelation of Seichel without Aesis. Even to yourself. But to yourself, it's Aesis Samachshava. And other places, I don't know if he says it here, but other places explains there's two levels. Sometimes, right before you speak, you actually can, can formulate letters, in, right, like words in your mind, like what words I'm going to use. But there's a letter of speech where you don't sense the letters. But it doesn't mean there are no letters. Because as soon as you're thinking, you're thinking in structured terms. It's just that it's like, Overwhelmed by the energy of the idea, so you don't sense it. When you speak, you know, remember I said even when you read words, you can be so consumed with the idea that you don't even notice the letters. So letters are like letters are like letters that underwater you're not going to see them. But they but but they, without them there's no expression because unconscious the unconscious with the mind with before you begin. Remember, seichel is intelligence. Machshav is active thinking. Active thinking must have letters. Seichel does not must have letters. You can have an idea. Like, you know, that you thought of yesterday. Right now, you're not thinking about it, so you don't need letters. It's just like, it's like in your hard drive, stored. But when you retrieve it, it has to have something to hold. It's again, it's, it's, it's holders. It's something to hold, hold on to. Yes, it's in Kalim. Just like I said, the letters itself are, are, are Kalim. Yeah, 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 yeah. The is the white. Yeah. I wonder that. that one. So anyway, So to yourself, the Gilui, how is it revealed to you? It's through Isis. Through letters. 
The, how do you reveal it to another? That's the letters. That's the letters of speech of thought. How do you reveal it to another? That's letters of speech. But everything with letters. You need to have Caleb. which means which means it's through the letters that malbishim they garment they dress they enclose the energy. That gets concealed in the Aces. It conceals to some extent. Because the Aces themselves, the letters themselves, fundamentally are concealment, are concealed, are in a state of concealment. If you just saw letters and you have no Seichel at all, the letters mean nothing. Right? If someone didn't understand the idea, they just read the letters. So the letters are not revealing, for, letters on their own are concealers. Even if you know the language, we have no seichel. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. No, he's just trying to point out here again the paradox. It's not that kalim reveal. Kalim, by definition, are concealed state, but that concealment reveals because you have no. It's 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 a mix of the two. It's Aaron and Kaylee working together. In other words, like someone said, that doesn't mean everyone who's silent is a chacham, you know. Uh, <laughs> not everyone who's silent is a wise person, but a wise person knows how to be silent. <laughs> Someone's fundamentally not an intelligent person will not understand from the letters anything. That means that they are fundamentally a concealed form. When the seichel manifests and closes itself, closes itself within them, how do you mesalem by aces? It get slapshus has seichel. How do you who? Yeah, okay. How do you who? The seichel, the intelligence, is concealed in the letters. By dezehu agili, and through that is the revelation. Again, we're not talking about revelation. We're talking about revelation that there's an expression. That's what it means. You're talking about it exists. Of course, it exists. In atmos, it exists. In the air that comes out of atmos, it exists. But it's not meir hameir. It's the kalim. So here, so it's, it's the letters that conceal as they reveal. Umakol mokim parentheses now. Umakol mokim. Nevertheless, a helam ainu kamei aldei hamosach. Nevertheless, let's not make it too much. It's only a helam ktas. This concealment is not like a uh, curtain. Ukamei aces built in mushudarim shemalidu lemegamri. What's an example for that in letters? So in the, you know letters that are completely disorganized. That completely conceal, you know, like we say a riddle, or or, or stam uh, gibberish. Shemalim legam. But I would say, like you know, sometimes you have where you have a chido, you have a uh, you know where the letters are reversed, isis perches, type of thing. They complete, they completely conceal. By contrast, organized letters, the energy manifests in them. Which means it's revealed in them. And through this enclosing, through this manifestation, they are And in this manifestation of the of the idea in the letters, they 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 uh, they dress, they enclose them, and they conceal, and hide, cover, and then hide the energy. And through that is a gili. So it's not total concealment. It's, it's channeling, you can call it. 
Because in any situation where there's no manifestation, where the idea remains not manifest, not enclosed, there's not going to be any gili from the perspective of the letters. But there, also the letters are not concealing. So notice, if you have an idea that's not manifesting, there won't be any revelation, but you also won't have any concealment. In chemistry, it's called a reagent, Free agent? A reagent. A reagent. A free radical. A free radical. And the enclothing of the manifestation is the revelation of the, ener- of the, of the light and energy in the letters. However, in the islapsus, they conceal. It's basically concealing, revealing at the same time. It's like an intense entity, intense energy, that has to be concealed for it to reveal. Too much concealment is letters that are disorganized. This is all a parenthesis, by the way. The same thing is the nimshal. So Moshal is an example. Nimshal is the... He asked me the other day how you translate a nimshal. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, analog. He had a word. He had a word that, that he used. What was the word he told me? He asked me himself. But he had a word. Uh, did he use it? Nimshal. Analog. But he had a word, uh, I'm sure. proverb, the moral. I think he said the moral, the moral, like the moral of the story. Yeah, you could say, yeah, it's the moral, it's the lesson from it, yeah. The moral or the analog, okay. Communicating about Nimshal and the analog or in the moral, let's let's use it and see if it works. In the manifestation of the energy in the container, Husha'ir. Mizgala, how long does parentheses go, by the way? Hmm. Oh, all the way to Kamaishi's bar. It's a pretty long one. Okay, so also in the Nimshal, in the analog, in the moral, the manifestation of the energy in the container, Husha'ir, Mizgala Ba'keli. The energy reve- is revealed in the container. And because it's a manifest, it conceals on the energy. It's it's exactly look it's exactly as a teacher manifesting an idea in examples or the the human body or spoon feeding someone so completely withholding them the food is not spoon feeding at all so there's a revelation but it's a channeled revelation basically and therefore concealed it conceals there that it should become in a state of air and gili because on its own as we said the air is not a revealed state. And this is like the the, the Indian, like the the subject, the discussion, that through the container, the, the energy becomes like the personality of the container. She's taking this a step further now. Which remember, this whole idea was discussed in early, early chapters. You remember the whole the examples, the first mimer, the second mimer of Ayim Bez, was the example of Eris and Kalim, how they speak to each other. And one of the points that he makes there is this. That not just that the container reveals the energy, okay? But the energy becomes kemahusa keli. It assumes the personality of the container. Liyaz b'bchinis mitziyah said that it should be a state of mitziyah, of substance. Shuzera day slapshus, which is through the manifestation and the enclothing, sha'er mislapshus v'nitzis b'keli, that the energy manifests and is contained, nitfus and grasped, hold, held by the container. Ukamashin is barliyel. Exactly, as we learned this earlier. So basically, 
repeats, but he's talking here in a little different context. Here he wants to bring out how the air on its own is not is uh, not not in that state. Look, the point here is how spheres work. It's an end of that discussion. The truth is this perokim, if you really want to learn it properly, I would learn them after I would learn the first 15 perokim. Before he goes off into Esosphere, Sagnusis, and all the other things. He's really, because this... Yeah, so it's, you have to just know how to, it's like, it's like sugis, that this is like in the Gemara, you're going back to an original idea. And here he's discussing in Svidus how the Kalim revealed the Eir. And more specifically, we can say, Now he's connecting it to Primus. That the revelation of energy in containers is in the inner dimension of the containers. Remember before we spoke Primus HaKelim? That makes the interface even more more subtle, more profound, because Primus HaKelim is like the colors of flame. Not Kalim that, that have a function. So he's saying now the revelation where Kali and where energy meets, where matter meets spirit, where Kali, where container meets energy, it's in the inner dimension of the containers. The primis akeli inamastir ala air. Because the inner dimension of the container does not conceal on the energy. Because it's not yet another personality. He's going another level now. Till now, we were talking three levels. The source, the energy that comes out of the source is still like the source, therefore concealed. There's the container that, the aces and the container, the letters that reveal it. Now he's saying that in aces there's two, le- two levels, in the kalim there's two levels. There's inner kali, it's not yet a separate muhus. It's not yet a separate entity. But it's a revelation, but it's a revelatory entity. So more specifically, this that we just discussed, the thing that both conceals and reveals at the same time, that's the outer dimension of the containers. But being, and he being, that also, even the inner container dimension of the containers is also manifest. That's why the outer containers could conceal that it should be in a state of gili. Aha. So it's like two stages. So the idea first has some type of shape and form that's the inner container, that's like the colors of a flame. Macabre. Then comes the second aspect of the kalim, which is the function, a real recipient. And because the first one does its job properly, the second one can do it, can reveal. Because the question would be, why, why does the, how can the container both reveal and conceal? The answer is, because there's a stage of container that's more revealing. In other words, it's basically a container that's still a, it's still a tool and instrument of the air. Then there's a container that's like the wick, and and that part conceals and reveals. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's a state where the letters are disorganized and they completely conceal. There's a parenthesis now within the parenthesis. And in the discussion about land and water, talk about hurricanes, water and land, Sea and land, Mavur, it's explained, which contradicts what he just said. Here he said, the inner dimension don't conceal. But it says elsewhere in this discussion of, of sea and land that inner containers conceal and cover up. And it's explained elsewhere, this is through the exalted state of Malchus, that's Yam, Sha'in Havdola which is separate from. 
Therefore, the, the concealment discussed there is a different way completely, completely, not completely, completely, is a different discussion from what's explained here, that the concealment is in a state of covering up and hiding. He just answered the question. In other places where it says primis akelim, conceal, is not the same concealment. He's not talking about concealment of the energy. He's talking about concealment of being exalted and removed. So it's a different discussion. So, don't, so, so, so he's basically reconciling that don't, it's not a contradiction. But back to this, outside of this second parenthesis. This was Bederach Prat. Specifically, the premius Kali reveals, the outer Kali conceals and reveals. But nevertheless, you have to say that Bederach Klal, in general, that the transmission of energy is in such a form, that it, it gets enclosed, Ba'keli in the container, gala al yoda, and gets revealed through it. So that's in general kelim. If you break it down, there's inner and outer dimension of the container. If you remember, that was a discussion with souls, that they impact both the outer dimension and the inner dimension. Yeah. It really comes down to how much there is, how much existence there is, and how much revelation there is. Okay. And this is what we say that the, the transmission of the energy is It's with a measure and weight. Meaning there's a uh, parameters. And this is through the through the preface through the of the tzimtzum, of the concealment, which is also example of a keli as we shall discuss. So basically what he's saying here is that the air, the keli, it's keli, the first place will be the tzimtzum, of course, which is also a form of a keli that we shall soon discuss. Now back out of the parentheses. So this long parentheses, a relatively long parentheses, which began at the bottom of the previous page. What did he say right before that? He's talking about Isis. That through the letters, it conceals as it reveals. Or reveals as it conceals. Yeah. It reveals through concealing. An example of this example, the moral of this above, the example of this above, example of what? Of Isis, letters of thought and speech, is like this. Without the containers, there'd be no Ervigil, there'd be no revelation, there'd be no reveal, uh, air, light and Gili and revelation. And specifically through the containers that the energy radiates, illuminates. And even though that the purpose, even in the original of energy, yeah, even though the original purpose, why, what's the whole purpose of air coming out of Atmos in the first place?
I'll repeat this. So now is a question. We just said without the containers there can be no energy, revealed energy, and through the containers there is energy. And the whole explanation of it at length with all the examples. Though the purpose of the transmission and revelation of energy for Atmos is to radiate. And when it's Baruch we learned earlier, the that the imminent energy is not to reveal the, the source, but to radiate into the world, or else we wouldn't even, that's the whole purpose of it. So you could say, the transcendent energy, or the root of it, maybe. So the question is, why the energy on its own, therefore, and the light on its own is not a radiating light, it's without the containers. The Inyan who, the Inyan in this is, that even though the purpose is to radiate, this is what I said earlier. I asked this question. I asked the question, why then, why didn't he make the air? I asked the question the other way around. Why didn't he make the air in a way that it should go straight to the Kale? Why does it retain its nature that it doesn't go to the Kale? He's just saying, because the purpose is that it should be in a state of air specifically. That, 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 and that is through being attached and, and cleaved to its to the essence, to the source. Therefore, also when it transmits and is revealed, it would not have been a, a radiating energy. Only through the containers. So let me explain this. I, I explained it basically. We have to retain if the air becomes too comfortable with the containers or wants to go or just revealing on its own, to the, something below it. And in other words, the teacher, as he's teaching his students, wants to always be back with his original teacher. If he loses that connection, then he's compromising even his students. Because that's the connection that retains the integrity of the idea, retains the integrity of the flow. So it's not like, oh, you know what, I was a macabre for half of my life, and now I become a mashpia. You're always a macabre, you're always a Talmud Chochem. You don't become a chacham. You're always a Talmud chacham. If you lose that element of Talmud, that Reishas Chochmah, Yiras Hashem, then you're not worthy to be a real teacher. But you could say, why not? Now I'm a big teacher. I, read, I, I spent my years in yeshiva. No, because Ayur's role is to reveal the source. It's not to be wise. It's not to be a teacher. That's just the role you play. That's not your role to be a teacher. So the role of Ayur is not to radiate. The Ayur of, of Ayur is to be an agent of God's in existence. I, what you said earlier, the air primi is in order lohayir. That's the purpose of it, because that's the whole purpose of it. Is why, why else? Why do you exist? You exist in order to radiate, but but your personality shouldn't be. Oh, now I become a radiator. That's not your role. Your role is not to be a uh, a uh, a transmitter. That's that's the pearl. Your role is to express the, the 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 source. That's all that matters. So that's the a fundamental difference here. So talk of the air. Now, what about Eir HaSeviv? You could say Eir HaSeviv. There, it's not even to radiate at all. There, it's completely just a, a, a transcendent. It doesn't even recognize containers, so to speak. And at least not in a direct way. And that's also necessary. That's like I said, that's the chief of staff. That's like the, 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 the servant. Well, his role is only to, what does God want? The Rotson. What does God want? Once you go dig a well, you go send the message and so on. But what about the Kesser of each world? You know, but what's Eir Pnimi? Eir Pnimi is already, you have a role. And you have to do your role properly. But don't think that you're the, you're, all you are is an agent. 
So Kalim ultimately is the thing that really brings us out. So there is an element of Eir Lahayr. Now the is purpose is to radiate, not just to reveal, but the way it radiates is by being a, a by being by retaining its connection to the source. So even as the air enters the container and it senses the source in the container and knows it's the kavana, the air has to always want to go back to the source and keeps reminding the container this is not our natural place. Being a, 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 an element of transcendence in the world. I don't want to use the transcendence because it's panimi, but it's lefiyerech the kelim, yeah. But it's still, it's still, it's not real transcendence because it's still not God on God's terms. It's God on existence terms. It's existence. Yeah. It's like in nature. Then there's a state where you come to, that That we're not even discussing. That's, but this is Svidus in Eir Primi. Svidus in Agulian will be a whole other level. There, it's to come to recognize there's a God beyond existence. Here, it's a fine, it's God within existence. And God, when I say beyond existence, this is also beyond existence. Obviously, it's God, but it's it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say that. No, I always disagree with you when you say this because this is the lazy way out. So, what do you have to learn this whole thing? You say it's all the same thing. Yeah, you you want to make it all one thing so that way we don't have to break it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's 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 completely out of our dimension. But, 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 if, but if, if you you would never say that if you were doing the avoid of it. You're saying it in Haskalah. It's just a, you know, it's like a, it's like someone says the number a million is just one more zero than the number a hundred thousand, right? No, one second. But the avoid means that you are you able to relate to those levels of avoid that are just the same. Why? Because it's very different. Because yeah. when you have to work in yourself, it's, it's a very big jump from one to the next. I'm saying that's why when you say just that, it makes me nervous because it makes it sound like we got to figure it out. We haven't figured it out. We don't have it figured out. You have it figured out? No. In Haskalah, fine. Like I told you, a million is only one more zero. But to get from 100,000 to a million is a lot more than that. It's all That's a very fundamental thing to know. Okay. Fine. Anyway, so this is so so Kalim, so that's what's going on here. So the energy has to retain the thing. So even while you're, in other words, so even when you're involved in Tachtenim, in the Kalim, to do what you have to do, and you're doing it even with the Chesha, because you know it's the Kavana, the air reminds you, this is not, this is not your place. There's something beyond, and you have to always know that. It's not, Kalim is not the natural place. That's what the Ayers remind. Kitzur, here's a summary. It's an entry heavy Pedic here. Vatamhu, and the reason for this is, Mishum Kalim The reason for this, reason for what? That the air is, that the Kalim are able to draw down the energy against their nature. Remember, we said that it retains its nature. is because the root of the containers is higher than the root of the energy. And energy being that it's gili, it senses this root of the kalim in the containers, which the containers themselves are concealed, don't sense. That's why it, it's extend, it's, it transmits and is drawn, desire and deep desire, to illuminate the containers. And that's why it was established in the whole cosmic order that there should be the beginning should be wedged in the end. 
and this is what meaning that the containers draw and draw the energy void and also not only do they draw the energy they also cause it to illuminate through the containers they become a radiating a radiating and illuminating energy because atmos on its own is not light revealed the same thing air that comes extends from atmos is not revealed for both reasons, because its own myla, because of its own, that's what it, its personality is such, and also because it is cleaving to the source. So there's no revealing going on. It's not in a state of a substance called air that's light. It's like air of the Yisada Eish. It's the root of it. It's the root of revelation, but not revelation. And the containers, and through the containers which conceal an energy, through them they become a, a radiating, illuminating light. Yes. You could say, I wanted to just add this word, is the source of light. We saw the Aish, the is like the archetype of fire, but it's not fire. The source of air is air, but it's not air in a revealed way. And that's the way it should be. Like the letters of thought and speech. That enclose the intelligence and conceal it on it. And through that concealment, through that enclosement and concealment is the revelation. And parenthesis says, and Malbish is the one yeah, it's a revelation of Malbish in the one that's getting dressed. Saying the language a little different than what he said in there, but let me see. I think the Malbish is that is, the, is like the Malubish. One second. Is galus bahamalbish? Oh, it's the one that's dressed in the same way. And the same way. And the same way. 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 The same The same thing, the air, the energy, is galah ba'kelim, revealed the galah, misalam al-yodam. It revealed the containers and gets concealed in them. I have to read it. We'll have to go over it again. V'yesh la'emish, he's galah ba'primis ha'kelim, v'yesalam ba'chatsayin ha'kelim. We say the revelation is in the inner containers and the concealment is in the outer containers. Hmm. I have to read this again, especially inside. I think he's saying something here that maybe we have to understand the pshat, what he's saying before. There's both a revealing element and a concealing element. That's the revealing element. Okay. I'll read it again, and we'll see. And the same thing with energy, through being concealed in the containers, they become a radiating light. And then he added at the end, 
Now I said that the whole purpose is to radiate, but the purpose is to remain light. So therefore, it's the kalim that compel it to come down. Okay, we'll stop here. The chapter 90, 93, sorry, pages 178 through one.